0: Nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man. Hello everybody Good
1: day to you all
0: Welcome back, we hope you enjoyed our last episode My name is Ivan yep. Or Ivan's Childhood, whichever title you can get From wherever you get the movie from
1: And today we are looking at Mr. Holland's Opus Yes. It's a 1995 film Rated PG and it is 2 hours and 23 minutes Yes. Rotten
0: Tomatoes score, critic gave it a 75% Audience an 84% and
1: right, the synopsis of this film is a frustrated composer finds fulfillment as a high school teacher. That's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty simple synopsis. I mean, that's pretty much the entire story. There's not a ton else to the story,
1: but it is a powerful story.
0: Yes, casting for this movie, Richard Dreyfuss stars the lead, um with his wife being Glenn headley and then we have Jay Thomas, Olympia Dukakis, William H Macy, which a lot of you might know from a lot of different things, Uh, Alicia Witt, Terrence Howard, Damian Whitaker, which is actually Forrest Whitaker's brother, and then uh, one other one I want to make sure everyone knows in this was uh, Jean Louisa Kelly, which most of you might recognize from the show Yes, Dear
1: yes dear
0: yes i think she played uh she was one of the wise. i can't remember who's in the movie <laughs> in the show but it's a really good show and i was like oh wow i didn't even recognize her she's so young in this
1: um uh, but no this movie uh it, it was very impactful i mean i guess the whole music teacher aspect of it in the music i guess scenario is just a huge part of like my past i guess like yeah. high school very involved with music. So I just, I really enjoyed this film. Um, and with that being the center of it, the, the music is just phenomenal throughout. Yeah.
0: I mean, cause I mean, you were in bands all throughout high school and everything and you did saxophone. Yep. And I mean, my wife played oboe and piano and as his dad also plays <laughs> piano and Mike's very instrumental as well. And then... David's wife actually is a music teacher herself.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm actually really mad. I hadn't seen this movie yet because yeah. with how musical my life has been, I well, just feel like it.
0: And it with this being Dana's pick, I actually thought that this was a movie that she had seen a lot being that it, she picked a music teacher movie, but she had never seen this movie either. So it was a really fun pick where both of our wives picked movies they had yeah, never seen.
1: A huge interest. in.
0: And I mean, I was in choirs and stuff all growing up throughout all high school mm-hmm. and everything. So music was still a big part of my life. Just not instrumental
1: yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah this movie it's it of course uh mr holland he is a composer and he's trying to write all this music and on top of that he's trying to build a family and sustain living situation and you know support his wife so he decides to become uh, a music teacher high school music teacher
0: yeah because at first he was just going around playing this like random like venues and small clubs and small like weddings or bar yeah. mitzvahs or whatever it was which you can make you a, a small living but a lot of times those aren't the kind of livings that you're going to be able to afford a house and car and it a just, full sustainable life where your wife's not having to work and <laughs> especially nowadays like back then it was
1: more okay but well i just found funny that in the beginning he talks about I, it, this is only going to be for a few years for us to be able to get a house and maybe start a family. But, and until I get my score written so I can have my music, yeah. but then, you know, things keep happening. They end up having a child and he ends up falling in love with being a music teacher and it becomes his passion. Yeah. It's just, it's so cool.
0: It, it is a really, really cool movie. There's, it was kind of funny because throughout the entire movie, there's a lot of rockiness for me. Like, Throughout the movie where I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is your typical teacher movie. It's going to have this big sappy moment. It's going to have this. It's going to have that. But like, one of the things that I found really cool about this is this really showed the like small intricacies of being a teacher. Whereas you get all these extra jobs put on your job. Yeah. Where it's you have to do this and you have to come to these meetings and you have to also have these leadership roles for these certain students. And you should also be doing these summer programs and doing Mm. this and doing that. They're always trying to get you to do more and more and more and more and more, which just is a huge thing with a lot of jobs anywhere nowadays, but especially teachers, they just don't get the credit they deserve for the amount of work that they do.
1: No, they don't. What are your thoughts on this movie as far as your ratings?
0: Um, As far as my ratings. uh, So we are going to be doing a new rating system for you guys. Uh, We heard some feedback where the percentage rating just isn't as good. And we weren't having as much fun with the rating system either and so we are going to be doing a new rating system of not worth it at all it's uh worth the watch worth the rent worth a buy or just you need this on every platform available (laughs) watch it anytime it comes on it's gonna be one of your favorite movies like that kind of thing so that's kind of be our new thing no watch stream it rent it buy it absolutely love it kind of thing so if we come up with like our own fun ratings for individual movies, we'll have that as well. You'll hear one of mine in the next couple of episodes.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to focus on just how we feel about the movie, is instead of percentages. It's just <laughs> I don't know. I've never really been a fan of uh, putting a number on a movie. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because
0: like one of the things that I was struggling with with the percentage of the movies. Is there's be times where I'd be like, oh, I gave this movie an 86%. And then I'd be watching another movie and I'm like, oh, I want to give this movie an 86%. And I'm like, oh, but I don't think it's as good as that one. But then it's like, but it's two different, completely different types of movies with completely different types of feelings. And it's really hard to say, like, they're the same exact rating when I think one's way better than the other. But I still think it's a a B-rated movie or whatever. Exactly. So, this one's going to be a lot more fun and a lot more free flowing for everyone to follow along. Like, Oh, I can definitely tell it's not worth watching or yeah, maybe I will buy it right away. Like, so I hope you guys enjoy that, but I definitely think this one is at least worth um, the rental. Um, I think that if you are a big fan of these kind of sappy movies um, where you love these kind of teacher driven movies where like, they have some bad things happen to them and they have these like really good emotional moments and stuff like, uh,
1: it's kind of like freedom writers, freedom
0: writers or Stand to deliver or dead poet society. If you like those kind of movies buy it. But for me, I think this is worth a rental. At least I think this is a really good movie, but I don't know if it's going to be one that I go back to a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit different. Uh, I, I say own it, buy it, I think it's a fantastic film. Um, I am definitely biased, uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. And with this movie being almost two and a half hours long, it didn't feel long to me. There's like, I just, yeah, it flowed in like, it flowed so well. Uh, So I, I, I enjoyed it. I think you should buy it, watch it. It is definitely yeah, worth it.
0: It's definitely worth at least a watch. It is really, really good. The mm-hmm. ending filled me it had me in tears like it's seriously it's one of those movies that i didn't think i was gonna like this as much as i did and i had a lot of rocky moments throughout the movie but when it got to the ending it sold it for me yeah and that's why i definitely say it's definitely at least worth a watch so, I guess let's go into some of our highlights and downfalls. And
1: going into the spoilers. <laughs> I guess before we oh, go yes. the spoilers, next week, please join us for my good pick, which what? is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. So excited to talk about this movie.
0: Yes, uh, we are both diehard Spider-Man fans. I mean, I even have a tattoo of Spider-Man on my arm. I can't really show it very well because it's on my forearm, <laughs> inside of my forearm. But.
1: but yes, please join us next week for that. And... On to the spoilers.
0: Yes. We want to go into the downfalls first or highlights first?
1: Um I'm gonna go into the downfalls. I only really had one downfall. Okay. Um and I'd I'd like to kind of end on Happy Note. Sure. My one downfall is about halfway through the movie, uh, he starts mentoring this student named Rowena. Or Rowena.
0: Yeah, remember. Rowena.
1: And it's it's really cool, uh, but the one thing I didn't like about it was the like crush situation that she had on Mr. Holland well, which I mean I remember being in high school and we all had crushes on some of our teachers mm-hmm. but it has a few of those moments in the film where it's like it's awkward where she's kind of pushing things like the the movie definitely doesn't like go far with it or anything i or
0: thought that. they were gonna go further than they did yeah which it was definitely leaning towards that way and there was moments where it felt like he was also thinking about it because him and his wife were having a lot of rocky moments yeah and ultimately he does make good decisions he makes
1: the good but decision to- it still
0: was <laughs> really weird and when he named the song after her yeah he named and was one of his songs. lies to his wife about why the song was called that. And he's like, oh, it's just some Norse mythology thing. Yeah. And was, I was like, "Uh, what? Oh, which, oh I, I had a screenshot of that. I wanted to bring that up. Sorry. But
1: yeah, that's that's the only downfall I have with the movie. It's just, it's a weird situation. And I just, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of how it was played out.
0: So I saw this thing and I thought this was actually pretty hilarious. So Rowena in the matter of Britain was the daughter of the Angela Saxon chief, and she's presented as a beautiful femme fatale. And she won her people uh the Kingdom of Kent through her treacherous seduction. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny that there's actually like a lore story of that name of her being a seductress, and they named the character that, and she was a seductress. So I actually gave a lot of credit to the movie for naming like the like a hidden the meaning? seductress character after a famous seductress herself in mythology. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's actually like kind of cool. Like (laughs) if you're going to put that in there, that's a cool way to kind of foreshadow that neat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, What other downfalls did you have for it?
0: So I had a decent amount of downfalls here. Actually, (laughs) I hate the trope of a girl singing or a spring in the news of a pregnancy at a really bad time so like they're having like mr holland opus when he first or mr holland sorry not mr Opus. mr holland when he first starts teaching he's having a really rough time he's having he's just not dealing with it very well his students aren't connecting with him at all he doesn't know how to get through to them they're not ever like it's typical like first day teacher first couple weeks teaching things and he's got, he gets home and he's starting to complain to his wife about how much he's struggling and how he's just frustrated and he doesn't have enough, enough time to write like he wanted to do and he thought he was going to do and all these things. And all of a sudden, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he doesn't have a good reaction to it. And then she gets all crazily upset and runs into another room, starts crying and I was like venting to his wife about his frustrations. And then she's like, I'm pregnant, by the way. And then gets mad at him for his reaction to like he's already like so completely stressed out of his mind and then you dump having a baby which is a huge stress on someone's life ask any parents and they'll tell you how hard it is to raise a child and to have that moment in there it's just timing is everything and i know that happens probably a lot but it's one of those things that happens in so many movies and i'm like Why do we always do this?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that didn't really bother me as much. I guess I didn't really think about it. I do agree that she probably could have waited till like the next day to tell him, you know, let him kind of do his venting and then wait till a later time. But I don't know. I, I didn't really see that as a downfall to me.
0: Well, and I, I mean, there's just like small, like a lot of my downfalls are like small kind of like, like nitpicky things, but there are things that I just like, I get annoyed with in a lot of movies. Like another one for me was when they actually having the baby he doesn't have a cell phone or anything, but he still drives. So I'm guessing cause he was doing driver's ed at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing he got done with his driver's ed got to a phone so got the news about his wife being in the hospital and then kept the kids in the car and drove like a madman breaking every rule, speeding through, going through red lights, almost getting into so many accidents. His kids are freaking the hell out and everything. And, seems
1: funny. <laughs> and
0: all these things. And then like, he brings the kids into the hospital room with them, not knowing if his wife's breastfeeding or not or whatever. And I'm like, he, <laughs> Why are these kids with him? Why are they going into the hospital room with him? Why are they going to see the baby and her? She doesn't have a baby. She doesn't want to see some random high school kids.
1: (laughs) Uh, They were just like, why? Just why? I thought the driving license scenes were absolutely hilarious. It's like a something for him to do during the summer oh, while he's not teaching. Well, and all
0: the driving <laughs> student scenes, they were just all astronomically bad. Yeah. And they were all like Dukes of Hazard style driving, like jump, jumping the car and yeah, doing the all these
1: crazy turns. and Not knowing how to go through a roundabout. So he just like plows over it.
0: Um, one of the things that I found a little weird, is that the amount of time jumps in this movie were kind of hard to follow. I get that they're trying to show his entire like 30 year career. Mm-hmm but it was kind of hard to follow. And I really did not like the montage of random events that would happen. So they would show all these events from the nineties and then it would still say like 1990 at the bottom of the screen. And I'm like, if you're telling me what year it is already, I don't need to see all the events that happened in the nineties right before it transition scenes. We don't need them though. They, they, if they cut all those out of the movie, it would have been like, five ten minutes shorter and they weren't needed for the film they didn't add anything to the film i didn't need to see people getting carted off to vietnam or anything like that like it just it didn't make anything else to the story like i don't know oh i hate that when john lennon dies how bummed out mr holland is and then he immediately takes it out on his kid
1: yeah, that I can understand that. Because I, mean, um, I understand why he was so frustrated because, I mean, being a music teacher and so involved in music, he had a huge passion for it and he really enjoyed John Lennon. But I, I was a little annoyed by how he reacted towards his son.
0: Yeah, well, and it's just one of those things like... People die all the time and celebrities die all the time. And I get that a lot of these people are loved and cherished for their works and stuff like that, but like people treat it like as if they like knew them. People treat it as if like it personally affected them so much Mm -hmm. to have this person die. I I really, when uh, Paul Walker died, that was another big thing for me where I had a ton of friends. Like every time I'd watch a new Fast and the Furious movie with them, they would just be bawling for half of the movie. And I'm like, why are you like so enthralled like you don't know him like i get that he's a big part of your life and you loved his acting and you love this and i loved his acting i i love every most everything he's done i've watched every movie he's ever been in, most likely but like it's one of those things like i guess i've never had that great attachment to any of these random celebrities that i don't understand that feeling that a lot of people get where they're like actually like crying when some random celebrity dies
1: yeah, I, I feel like I can ride the line with that because there's definitely some celebrities that I definitely can understand where he's coming from. But I mean, it's yeah, a lot of people do tend to treat celebrities as like part of their family. Yeah, uh, when they get to well,
0: and time. I mean there there's certain moments like for me uh, in Fast and the Furious, I think it was seven when they had that moment where they sent uh, Paul Walker off on his own. To just go have his family on his own after he had died. Mm-hmm. I cried at that moment because that was a beautiful way to send him off for his death. And it was a beautiful way of saying, We don't want to kill him in the franchise, but we know that he's dead. And like having that song with it. I can't remember the Charlie the, the, the name of that song or whatever, but it was just so touching and it was really beautiful. And like I cried at that moment. That was a moment that was supposed to have that emotional impact to make you feel those ways. And I don't know, I just
1: yeah Uh, i i really enjoyed that scene mainly because of how his son cole reacted to him i
0: loved that that is a huge highlight for me
1: it was so beautiful because he's you know taking down his son and his son is deaf yeah so he's had to struggle growing up being the parent of a deaf child yeah and learning how to do sign language and all that and of course Mr. Holland has been so busy, he only learned a minimal amount of sign language. Yeah. So he's telling Cole, you wouldn't understand how I feel about losing, you know, John Lennon. And
0: I love this part because he's like, you don't think I know who John Lennon is? And he's like, his uh, he keeps like turning his head to his wife and his wife keeps pushing his head towards Cole and he's like, no, eye contact with me. I need to be able to see your lips and stuff like that. And yeah. you need to see what I'm saying and all these things. And his wife's translating for him because he doesn't know a ton of sign language, but which is just incredible. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite death scenes in a movie, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's so cool because he's like i know how much music means to you i know all this stuff like you don't think that i love it because you love it like how dare you even think that i don't love john lennon as much as you do just because i can't hear his music as well as you can and he still has like some hearing and he can learn to do it and there's all the scenes after that with them. And like when he sings the John Lennon song to his son. Beautiful boy. Oh man. That is so good. God damn. Yeah, that was <laughs> such an amazing scene. And for me, when he said he was going to sing a John Lennon song, I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to hear Imagine again. And I was, <laughs> I, was I was like, please don't do Imagine. I'm so tired of hearing that song. But when he sang that, I was just like,
1: and the fact that oh. not only did he sing it, but he signed it. Yes. Concert.
0: And he learned how to sign it just for his son. Yeah. It was such a beautiful thing. And you could see in his <laughs> like the son, the, the actor for his son was so incredible with that because he really did seem to have all the feelings of that song. And then when he started blaring the songs and sitting on the speaker and stuff of like the that. house and like, I want to listen to more of your favorite songs and I want to feel your songs,
1: dad. And well, apparently all of the actors that played the deaf children we uh, were actually deaf in real life, so it was kind of cool having that authenticity. Yeah.
0: No, honestly, there's been a lot more deaf representation lately, but the amount of deaf representation in this movie... And in movies like A Quiet Place, yeah. and in uh, Coda, Children, uh, Child of Death, Adults, yeah. and stuff like that, like it's it's been incredible, and I really really love all those things.
1: This movie did such a great job with it, and a very powerful scene I enjoyed in the beginning is, uh, or when his son Coltrane is a toddler. And he's just trying to communicate with his mom and dad about wanting like a cup or something, and he can't communicate yet because they haven't started learning sign language. So the mom is just like, "I can't understand my son. What am I supposed to do?" And it's yeah, just so and boring. he
0: doesn't want to like make him go to a deaf school and stuff like that because he still wants to try to make him here. And but she's like. communicate with my child is that so hard for you and it's it's amazing one other downfall i will say before we go more into highlights is uh i really hate that in every school movie ever it's always the music program to be cut
1: well it's really frustrating because that translates into actual life because a lot of schools tend to cut art programs first when it comes to budgeting, they tend to cut music, cut art, all, well, and all a lot of the of them, special programs usually get hit first. Cut so budgets and it, stuff
0: like that for them, but not a lot of them actually cut the full programs itself and fire all the teachers immediately. Like not all of them, but yeah, and like a lot of them aren't that hard to keep on a small budget. I mean, besides like the instrumental ones, of course, but like it's still just one of those things that I know it's real and I I, I guess I just never have like experienced Programs being cut in my personal life through any of the schooling that I've gone through, mm-hmm. so I just think it's one of those tropes that I'm like, does this actually happen as much as every movie says it does?
1: It's <laughs> oh man.
0: I mean, I know that a lot of programs get cut and they get like the lowest amount of funding for it. Yeah, and that is frustrating and annoying. But
1: well, it, yeah, it's, it happens too much. But... Yeah,
0: but yeah, let's go more into highlights because yeah, there's a lot of good things about this movie.
1: The main thing I, – I mean, Mr. Holland himself is just amazing. Uh, Richard Dreyfus does a really good job, and I loved watching him learn how to teach. Yeah. Because he starts out being so strict, and he's trying to do just by-the-numbers lessons and it tests. And I mean, it's a music program. Typically, you don't see written tests a lot. Uh, yeah. But – it was kind of cool watching him learn and grow as a teacher and interact with these kids and just a big part of their lives.
0: One of my favorite things with when he's learning how to teach is he has this moment with the uh, principal and the principal says this to him. She says, as a teacher, you have two jobs. You fill their minds with the knowledge and you have to be a compass to guide them to where to use it. And I loved that line so much because it is so true how much like some teachers really do guide you to using your knowledge in the ways that you could actually fit it into your life. And when he actually starts doing that, it's
1: incredible. It's so good. And uh, one of the times that I absolutely adored when he starts learning that is uh, he has this student who's learning clarinet. Mm -hmm. And at first he's just like, do it, just play the clarinet. And he's like trying to teach you how to do it. And when he starts actually guiding her he makes compose into a sunset Mm. and he tells her like you know don't you know the music don't look at the music you know start playing with your heart and he says play the sunset yeah and it is the most beautiful scene because she's doesn't feel like she's that good she's always squeaking and stuff he's like no play through it keep going and it's just because she's been
0: playing for like 3 years but has not gotten good at it at all and everyone in her family is always good at everything and win every award and she's the only one who isn't good at anything and she struggles with that and i think it really was just a mental block for her and mm-hmm. he really helped her push through it and be like quit thinking about it and just do it Wait. and when he did that like that sunset thing that david talked about it really is that moment that's just like yes
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i really do love that when he actually starts like teaching them like with the music that they listen to because a lot of times in music you don't want to just keep hearing about Bach and Mozart and all these other people you want to hear about the music that you listen to and so when he starts bringing in like okay you know this song well it's actually this Mozart song yeah and he starts playing the the song that everyone loves and everyone starts jamming out to it and like starts bobbing their heads to it and then he starts all right now listen to Mozart's version of the same exact song. And you can see how a lot of your rock songs you listen to now have samples of some of the music that I love and cherish.
1: Well, I love when he's talking to the principal and vice principal about the music. The vice principal is really mad that Mr. Holland is incorporating rock music and more new modern music Mm -hmm. into his classes. And he's like, don't play rock music. You don't want to fill their heads with that. Parents are going to be so crazy and upset about this. And he's like, um,
0: I have what he says. If you want me, yeah, to say go it. ahead. So uh, one of the uh, the vice principal, which this was one of my downfalls. The vice principal like goes and they, like when he first starts playing rock music, he like runs to the classroom to see where the music's coming from, and he looks in, and then nine months later, he complains to the principal about it. So it took him nine months to complain to the principal about it, which me and Jen both looked at each other like, why did he wait nine months to complain? He's been teaching this for nine months now. And it's like so annoying. It's a new school year already and he's still been teaching and he finally starts complaining about it. But, uh, he, uh, the principal is talking about how he has a uh, parent teacher thing that she, or she's like talking to all these parents and the council and like the higher ups in the school things of why he's teaching the way he is. And Mm -hmm. she's like, give me one reason why you need to teach what you're teaching so i can tell them and he's like i will use any music from bach to rock and roll if it will help me teach those kids and i was just like yes and she's like okay i will use that and i agree with that completely and you can keep doing what you're doing and i was like thank you
1: it was so good so good i also loved that Terrence Howard's character. Yeah, uh, he, he plays a uh, Lewis Russell or Louis Russell, um and he's a football player, and he's struggling, and he has to get his grades up. So the football coach is like, "Here, I'll help you teach your kids how to march," because he's forced to do a marching band. Yep. He said, "If you do that, I want you to get my star player to learn how to play music, so he can get his grades up." So he teaches him drums.
0: Yep, and it is so good. The entire time I was thinking about that scene in Drumline where he's like, you got to make love to your drum. <laughs> you got to feel it. And well,
1: there's that great scene where he's like, he's like forcing him to tap his foot on the beat. Yep. Tap his foot. He even teaches him how to dance because it helps him get into a rhythm. And then finally watching him understand how to get the bass drum hits. And,
0: and then his smile and his dad's smile when he's doing the marching band during that parade. Oh, he sounds like... <laughs> and he was so proud of him and he got to keep in sports because of it and got to keep all of his things. And it was, it was Which, really, it was a cool moment.
1: Well, and that just leads into all the happy and sad emotional beats of the movie just yeah. hit so hard because later when there's, uh, Lewis's funeral Yeah, and it's so powerful. And I love that scene because Mr. Holland is currently trying to get another student,
0: another troubled student, another
1: troubled student help. And he's like, you know what, Uh, he finds out about the funeral and he invites the student, meet me here on Saturday. And he takes him to the funeral and he sees how big of an impact that Mr. Holland had on Lewis's life and all just the emotion around him. Well,
0: and it's it's really incredible, too, because Mr. Holland knew that this kid was like really smart and he knew every answer to every music theory question he had, but he didn't care care about it at all. And so him showing him ways to care about it was just really cool. And thinking of like the relationships in this movie, the relationship between Mr. Holland and the PE teacher throughout the entire time they're teaching together was incredible. The way they always were helping each other out. I have this trouble student. I have this trouble. You help me. I'll help you. You do this. I'll do this. (laughs) And just all those dynamics were so cool. And like one of the things with the PE teacher is he's like, I always wanted kids. And Mr. Holland's like, well, you have to find a wife first. He's like, well, I don't want kids that badly.
1: <laughs>
0: like, there's always these, like, really touching and funny moments with the two. And they have all these great conversations. And it's really just amazing.
1: Well, and I loved seeing the two different specials teachers enjoying each other's company and supporting each other's careers. Because yeah. I mean, there's times where it's like, you see those movies where it's the football coach is like, nah, sports all the way. Every other art sucks. And so well, yeah. it's and, like, really cool seeing... A- sports and music coincide
0: yeah well it was really cool because it's even like a moment where they're gonna cut one of the uh like senior musicals or senior plays or whatever and the football coach was like no 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 no, no. we can't do that he's like i can guarantee we can get uh butts on those seats and we can get money from this he's like how are you gonna to see that we're gonna get the football team involved we're gonna have football players dancing on stage who's gonna teach them i'll teach them I minored in dance. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like these moments. And those are moments you do not see in a lot of these teacher movies. Because, like David said, most of the time it's the rivalry between the two and they don't ever coincide together. Like, one of the first times I ever saw that was in Glee, where, but that even took a couple seasons before they actually got involved with each other and didn't hate each other anymore. But like, this was just immediate. This teacher like understood, like I will help your program because I don't want to lose you. You're a friend.
1: Yeah. The friendship seemed so sincere and powerful. And I just really enjoyed watching that.
0: And speaking of that senior musical, when Rowena first appears, She has got an amazing singing voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I got goosebumps hearing her sing. And, like, you could just tell, like, everyone there was like, yep, she's our lead.
1: Well, it it took me a minute to notice, but the gal that plays Rowena, I was like, where where have I seen her before? That
0: was the Yes Dear chick, uh, Jean Louisa Kelly.
1: And uh, she was also recently in Top Gun Maverick. Yep. She was... uh, ice's wife and then she was also in uh uncle buck i believe yep
0: she was in uncle buck as well
1: and that's where i first recognized her i'm like wow it's the teenager from uncle buck it was pretty fun but
0: no and like it's it was really crazy because i had never seen her in anything when she was young i always saw her when she was full-fledged adult and she looks it was pretty similar. Like, I noticed like, you could like once you know it's her, you can tell it's her. But like, I didn't notice at all that it was her until those moments. But, uh, uh,
1: do you have much? Many more? Uh, let's highlights? see. I think. Oh, oh no. the
0: the prince the the callbacks in this movie were incredible. So when the principal retires and gives him a compass as a present because he <laughs> ha- finally learned to be a compass to guide these kids to using their knowledge, I was
1: like. That's a great callback. Well, and seeing the relationship between him and the principal grow. Because when he first meets, like, she is just hard ass and just, Mm -hmm. you know, really not supportive. And, I mean, their relationship grows together really well.
0: That and uh, the callback uh, to uh, Mr. Holland's wife at the beginning of the movie, when he's first talking about being a music teacher and not really liking it. And he's like, she's like, I had a crush on a teacher once and started talking about a teacher and it was his music teacher. And the callback to a girl having a crush on him with Rowena was, that was really cool. Cause I mentioned that earlier with his wife and I was like, Oh, that's another really good callback. And uh, let's see, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I just love how much like, you could tell, especially in that last scene, how much all the students were touched by his life. And when they gathered everyone together, and even there's even a callback in that there was at the beginning of the movie, he's talking to his uh, band. And there's one kid who always clears out a spit valve during the performance and spits it out on his neighbor's shoe. And when they all gather for one last performance of Mr. Holland's symphony, he does it again where he clears out a spitball during the performance then spits on his neighbor's shoe. And she looks at him again, like still like, really. <laughs> and it's just, it's really cool. And having all of his students that he ever taught over 30 years and probably not every single one, but it filled the entire auditorium yeah. of all of these students, of all these people who cared about Mr. Holland, who wanted to give him one last goodbye, who wanted to say, we loved your teaching. We love this. And I had teachers that I did that with. And I still have teachers that to this day, I absolutely love without a doubt. And every time I see him, I'm like, yes, <laughs> Miss Pabst, I love you! or whoever it is. Like there's just certain ones and it's just incredible.
1: But yeah, I think that's all I have. All, our, all in all, watch the movie. It's very well-rounded. It's a great emotional story. Um, and that's all I got.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Like we said, it's just One of those movies, and I think the ending is what really sells this movie. If it didn't have that ending beat to it, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as it did. But because that heavy impact at the end, it killed it for me. It, It was one of those things where I'm like, if you don't land the ending, I'm not watching this movie ever again. But it landed it, and it landed it in such a great way. And so, yes...
1: Very worth it. Yes. So that'll be it for Mr. Holland's Opus. Again, next week, join us for Spider Man No Way Home.
0: I also realized that we had a giant Spider Man poster behind us and we didn't even mention that. So, (laughs) well, Spider Man poster Ah, (laughs) behind (laughs) us. Kind of towering over us.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.